Welcome back to Scope, guys. Thanks for tuning in again. I'm here with Abdul and Salman. You know how we do. It's been a long time, but I'm glad everybody's back. Has it really been a long time? It has been a long time. It's been about seven, eight days. Seven, eight days. For me, seven days, eight days without Salman seeing Salman. Allah, 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 Allah. Phone call from Salman. Texts. You know what I mean? I feel like... Smooth talker, you know. You know, you know, it's the anxiety, you know, the depression. I, I need a little bit of, yeah, mashallah, you know what I mean? Allah, Allah, Allah. So, um, Allah, Allah, Allah. so for me, it's been a long time, you know what I'm saying? But I'm very glad, I'm very content, very happy. Yeah? This guy, bro. This guy, waffle, isn't it? Biggest waffle, Biggest waffle. But you know what? It was, uh, mashallah, very uh, eventful weekend. Big, big, big birthday. Mashallah. Hey, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Happy yes, sir. birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Every week is someone's birthday. I know. But the thing is, at least me, it's, it's at normal time. Jibu's got that fake Somali birthday, bro, in oh, January. Wow. Any week in Somali in January, any Somali with a birthday in January. And I'm Salah. It's, big it's, question mark. Big question mark, bro. I say no more. Well, you even bought it, no age, bro. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> What's your real age, bro? What's your real age? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think, like, um, I have a birth certificate. <laughs> I feel like Trump, bro. Where I is your birth certificate? Where is it? Prove it. That birth certificate, you know what I mean? We don't want to get into the details, you know what I mean? You know? All I remember, there's a tree and there's a lot of sun. Um, mashallah. But yeah, that was it. But, uh, you know what I mean? Salman was born in the fantastic conditions in the hospital, mashallah. Alhamdulillah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> He's looking healthy. Anyway, bro. Hey. How did you feel? How did you feel about what? How did you feel wow. in- entering this Wow, no, well, no, no, no. I get extra lighting as so, well. Wow. So, you know what it is, yeah? Uh, the spotlight tonight uh, is Salman. Spotlight is up. Okay, this is very interesting. Okay. This is a surprise. I wasn't expecting this. We want to know, you know, like the... You know the new reflection of life. You know the fact that you turned another year. Are you? You know what I mean. There's, there's a lot of angles we want to go. You know, there's a lot of things we want to know. So how is it? Please tell us. How's what, bro? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll start off for you. Okay, you know, on. how do you feel? How do I feel about what? How do you feel? Just how do you feel okay. normally? I know. So, so, so yesterday <laughs> therapy session. Last week therapy session was. I'm bro. in that mood. Now it's nice to be. Yeah. You know, listen. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, uh, in the last few weeks, I've been very uh, reflective. Yes. I've been in that mood. Okay, fair enough. We've changed so Abdul Fattah's name to Abdul <laughs> Reflective Ali. So uh, obviously a lot of my brothers don't want to open up and get into their feelings and all, all of that stuff. Do you know what I mean? So you know what? We're not moving past it. So you either answer the question <laughs> or we just watch each other. Okay, so, okay, okay. okay. so the question is, how do I feel, how yes. do I feel about what? How do you just feel in general? How do I feel in general? Yeah. I feel fantastic, mate. Right? Alhamdulillah. Okay. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Guys, I just want to say... <laughs> I just want to say, this is a classic example of, of, of some men, you know, they like to deflect and they just, they just want to avoid to answer the question. This is exhibit A right here. Exhibit A. It's an indication of incredibly poor questioning. So... <laughs> How do you feel? There's not. It's no, not okay. rocket science. No, 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 I feel good, man. Honestly, mm. I feel good, man. He um, said good four times. Okay, and, and that indicates how good I feel. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> Rabbil Alameen. <laughs> um, yeah, no, man. I, I feel good, Alhamdulillah. It's. Uh, do you know what is me? I'll, 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 I'll be honest. I haven't, I haven't really, really processed it. Do you understand? Like it hasn't really hit. 
Um, and it's not it's not like it's a big number. It's just an irrelevant number. I'm not gonna like 32. It's it's that age where uh, it's irrelevant. It's until you hit certain key points. Milestones, yeah. Yeah, but um, for me, um, I think I've 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 started to get into into that space now where the age or the number doesn't really matter anymore. You know, um, I I feel like we've been conditioned to expect. Uh, to be somewhere at certain key uh, stages or certain key points in our age or in our in our in our in our journey, um, and I'm now I think in a space where I'm beginning to disassociate from that. So mm-hmm. you know this idea: oh, you're meant to be, you know, here in your career or in your personal life or in your whatever it is, you know, before 30 or by 25 or, you know, all this, all this other stuff. I, I'm, I'm beginning to see what it is and, and, you know, disassociate from that and just try to be in a space where, you know, I am, you know, accomplishing, I am driving towards, you know, the goals that I have, the targets that I have, but not in a way that's tied to any expectation with age or, you know, or time or, or, time or anything linear like that. In more a case of, uh, you know, I'm trying to, operate in my own space um because you know we're taught this thing of uh no one there's no point comparing or competing with other people because no one has lived your journey no Mm -hmm. one has lived your experiences so it's not a fair comparison to make with other people or with, with even yourself so you know i feel like i'm now i'm in a space where i i i'm i'm really believing that uh, and I'm really kind of actioning that in, in a lot of the things that I'm doing. So alhamdulillah, I'm in a good space. No, it's good Six to hear. <laughs> alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. You know what? I, I appreciate the answer. Yeah, no problem, bro. No very, problem. very, very, thorough, very was thorough. thorough. No answer was a real answer. <laughs> that was that a fantastic good. answer. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got a follow-up to that. Yeah. Um, do you feel like... Do you know what? These men, these men, yeah. Biggest ops for you know what I mean. I'm sitting here like, okay, guys. So what's the topic for before the camera comes in? Oh, don't worry, don't worry. And uh, you know what I mean. I should have clocked that there was an issue here because we usually, you know what I mean. There's a lot of uh, talk about the topic beforehand. We have a look at the structure, and I'm like, okay, they trust me a lot to just wing it, which is cool. I should have, I should have known. I should have known. When you're when you're the subject, I should have known. I should have loved that. No, it's it's just that you know, I think when. Certain things have to happen, or certain milestones, or like in on certain occasions, you reflect a lot more. Um, so because obviously it was you this week, it's I, f- I feel like you know, I we just want to be very introspective mm. to see how Salman and what where is he in life. Mm. And you said, you know, like you've detached from you know timing and and looking at your age and thinking i should be here or i should have achieved this amount of success at this age is it because at the moment you're content with where you are so like have you got a big chunk of you know things you wanted to do out of the way and then now it's like okay you know what i'm at a good stage now and then i can take it a lot easier than maybe seven ten years ago that's a good question. That's yeah. a very good question. Thor, um, we prepared today, mate. Yeah, well, I, I, I can see, bro. I can see. I'm, I am. I am. This is unexpected. 
I would say yes and no. Yes and no. Um, the yes part is I have... I can look back now. Uh, so I'm 32. Yeah, I can look back now. 10 years ago, at 22. Uh, and the ideas that I had, the, 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 the hopes I had, um, the trajectory, I think, more important, mm. the trajectory that I was hoping to be on, I'm now on. So on that side, it, it's very fulfilling to, to see the accumulation of uh, everything I've been working towards beginning <clears throat> to come to fruition, so beginning to... Uh, um, beginning to manifest itself in in my life mm. so on that side when you start to see things come together mm. you start to have certain realizations you start obviously as a consequence of life experience you start to realize certain things and obviously hindsight is 2020 but you look back and you're like okay the things that i was worrying about at 22 24 26 27 they seem so much smaller Mm-hmm. Obviously, but again, because hindsight, hindsight, you, you know. So <clears throat> I look back. I, I, I can look back now and be like, "Oh, if only you knew uh, then what you know now. You know, you wouldn't have stressed as much, mm. or you wouldn't have been in the state that you you were in, or in the mode that you were in." Um, on the no side, I, I would say it's not really what I've accomplished. It's more what I've gone through. That's really put me in a place where I'm like having expectations is one of the worst ways to operate in my experience. Mm, okay. Um, and and it's it's really you know the, the prophetic tradition of so yeah so. tying your camel, so so so. Mm-hmm. tying your camel, and then just leaving it with Allah subhanahu wa taala. You know, uh, that's something that I've as 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 a consequence of experience. I've, I've really begun to internalize it and to really accept it, not as something that we hear. Figure of speech. Yeah, as a figure of speech or, you know, a, a concept, mm. a theoretical paradigm, which is, yes, theoretically, that's what we're meant to believe. But actually putting it into practice is an entirely, entirely different uh, animal, you know, because that's the challenge mm. you know it's you when you live with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's there's a massive element of 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 not just unknown but you being okay with the unknown because you're leaving it with someone you know something greater than, than, than you can imagine so it's it, it's a combination it's a combination of both to be honest Do you know it's actually mad yeah that um <clears throat> the things that you mentioned now like um leaving it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and um, the other main things you mentioned, me, me and Abstah actually spoke about all these things, mm. and we didn't know you were going to say these things as well. It's crazy. <laughs> it's <laughs> actually mad. Like the, what you're mentioning, it's just word for word. I think me and Abstah has like we've actually literally touched on it. We touched on it as well, uh. <laughs> which is which is which is which is fantastic because, like, it, it shows that you know when all human beings or people in general, when you've kind of um, reached a p- point in life. You become, you start to realize, you know, the things the back of the day, you don't really, it's not, it's not as deep as you wanted them to be, basically. So yeah, well, like, it's actually fascinating. Isn't it? No, it is, yeah. it is. No, it's uh, alhamdulillah. No, it's good to hear because you know, I think I feel like a lot of the times uh, you feel a certain type of way only because you haven't kind of 
spoken on it or you haven't kind of cemented it in your head or uh, just <clears throat> kind of figured it out. Do you know what I mean? Because a lot of us guys, we, we internalize everything. <clears throat> uh, once you, you speak on it, it's like, oh, okay. So that's how I feel. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, so no, it's, it's, it's good to hear. I think uh, where we're in that times now yeah. where we just yeah. compare. 100%. Do you know what I mean? So, um, thank you very much for that, uh, uh, Salman. Uh, can I just say, I'm, I'm very, very proud of where we are today. So, Allahi, you know what? We've come, we've come a long Alhamdul- way. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. We've come a long way. Um, sometimes I just look back and I get flashbacks. When I'm walking around in Birmingham and I see places where we used to either chill or walk past or study, and then you see like how far we've come, it's it's memory lane, you know. What I mean, it's uh, a lot of uh, nostalgia, so it's good to just the fact that we're all three of us are, are sitting here today mm. recording, people don't know how much work it's taken. And which the journeys we had to take to get to this, it, I feel like it's a full circle. Like we've been for the last ten years, we've been all across the world um, in terms of our own journeys and, and just pursuing it. And to sit here today and 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 just speak on our experiences and you know the the things we've gone through, just yeah, man, it's it's one of those moments, isn't it? So. Well, I just want to say, uh, you know, we're not going to skip you today, like how you always elude us. <laughs> how do you feel, Jibril? You know what? Before, before I answer that question, yeah. yeah um, alhamdulillah, we are in a position we are in today. And um, what, before, you know, there's a few things I actually wanted to mention was one of the points that Salman mentioned, the comparison point of, of, of comparing yourself to others. Mm. And, 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 and that basically, that can actually consume you in a way. Especially because of the journeys that we've been through, there have been times in life where you look at others and you're like, you know what, that person has something that I want, or that person has something that I I try to achieve, or even today actually, because mm. sometimes you we try to minimize our achievements, what we've done by the grace of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and then you want the other thing that you you want what the other next person thing. has. Isn't it's a natural mm. human innate feeling that I feel like um we'll, we'll discuss on further, inshallah. Um, what was your question? My question. <laughs> I I see what you're trying to do there, but how do you feel? Like, how are you? How do you feel? The, the way I feel is, um, you know, you know, when you mentioned earlier, Alhamdulillah, we are we, we are we are where we are today. Like I, 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 not pride myself, but sometimes I think as myself as a go getter. Like I try mm. to I think about things and I want to go get it right. And if I don't get it. Not only do I feel down about it, I feel like a part of my identity is also damaged, you know, because I, I that's, this, is, this is what I identify myself as, you know. I'm like, you know what, I need to get this job or I need to do this or I need to get this degree or I need to this, get, do this or convince this person, whatever. And if that doesn't happen, um, because like you have confidence in your own ability, but you can't get everything you want without the say-so of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You get it? So when Samal was saying that you have to internalize that this is something that is written and you won't get it unless it's written for you. you we, we say, yeah, yeah, calm. Yeah, like, yeah, I hear that, I hear that. But for you to actually understand it, it's a completely different thing altogether. And, and so the way I feel is I'm very thankful. I'm very grateful. Gratitude is my thing. Like, you know, and I'm gratitude only to the one above. 
because I know I will not be where I want to where I am today um, without without him alhamdulillah and some some of my peers and some of my friends and siblings and stuff like that um, you know like they, they've they've become mashallah more religious they've people come out practicing and and when we have a dis- when we have discussions with my some of my friends about why that is of course you should be all the time but why this particular time what made you what made you change it's like bro like this dunya is is fleeting like you can work hard you can do whatever you want but there's another life waiting for us do you know what i mean and um no matter what you achieve in this world um it's, it's for nothing if you haven't put in as much effort and it's like it's a conscious thing like me and abdu spoke speaking about this earlier what is our sole purpose in this world you get it? what is our sole purpose what what is it that we do here and if if we know our sole purpose how much of our time do we spend doing it you get it you wake up you wake up today you go to work you go socialize you come down how much in your 24 hours have you really spent working on your single single purpose right and that, that you know when you really think about it when i think about it i'm i'm i've become ashamed of myself i'm like bro that yo i could have done so much more you know what i mean so gratitude is one of the things i feel and and and, and a striving of you know trying to trying to get better on it it's a work in progress you will always work in progress alhamdulillah but you know as long as you try put in the effort you're getting there you get me 100%. You know, there's just two things I want. First of all, you lot, you, you lot have completely just shifted my mood because I, I was not expecting this uh, this uh, kind of conversation today. So I, I just wanted to add to what you said, Jibril, and say, um, you said, how much of our time do we dedicate for that singular purpose that we're here for, right? And that, you know, at times we can look back and be ashamed about how little we focus on that. Um you know, the beautiful thing about religion, subhanAllah, and the mercy of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, is he's made it so easy for us to incorporate um, our purpose into every aspect of how we live and how we engage as human beings. Um, and that is around intentionality and near. Yeah, right? <clears throat> so the beautiful thing about Islam uh, that, 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 that with inten- intentionality at its core and uh, the, the, the idea of near, your near, is that you can literally, almost anything that we're doing over your course, the course of your day, your week, over your, 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 your targets, your weekly targets, your monthly targets, your quarterly targets, your yearly targets, almost all, if not all, uh, of the things that you want to accomplish and the things that you're doing can be an act of ibadah if you frame your mind that way. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So even even if you're working out, you know, al-Muslim al-Qawi, khayrun wa'ahabu illallah muslim daif. So the strong Muslim is closer and more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than a weak Muslim. Yeah. Uh, with iman obviously being the, 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 the most important the core, aspect the core, of it. Yeah. Uh, but being strong in every aspect of yourself is uh, is something, is a way to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm-hmm. So if you're, you're working out now to get healthier, yeah. But if the intention is to get healthier, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's sake, mm. you know, uh, because, you know, your body's in near or, you know, because you want to be uh, stronger, because you want to be stronger when it comes to ibadah. I remember you giving this example of the sheikh uh, and how he said, um, you know, fitness is incredibly important to ibadah. Mm. 
because yeah, yeah. you know your ability to uh, be active uh, when the time of salah comes or when any act of you know khair comes and you're you know ready for it or you know whether it's qiyam whatever it is you know physical health is very important to that mm. uh, so whether it's that whether it's your work uh, you know uh, and you know you go to work uh, with the intention of earning halal risk from 9 to 5 that's all all edges no subhanallah it's so crazy it's crazy uh, that's, that's a remarkable thing about religion our religion mm-hmm. isn't isn't salah and soul. yeah you know that's just the base that's the minimum that's compulsory. That's just a compulsory yeah. foundation, <laughs> you know. Foundation. Islam is so much more than that, this, which is why we believe that Islam isn't just a religion. Islam is a is a way of life. And you know, again, you know, these things are said, but when you begin to really implement them, you really find, wallahi, um, and, and and I think I'm beginning to slightly touch on this. You find a sweetness in the things that you do. Yeah. Uh, there's enjoyment. There's yeah. a real enjoyment yeah. in in. in in not just life, but in the things that you do, mm. because there's purpose behind it. Purpose, exactly. Yeah. You know, and that, you know, what I mean, that's taking it back to the first episode. You know, what <laughs> I, mean? I think purpose <laughs> is, 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 the, is, the, is the running theme. You know, isn't it? I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. Bro. And also, like, you don't dwell on your shortcomings or mishaps or, or your sins. I feel like when you have purpose and when you you find that sweet spot, you bounce back so quickly, because also you, you also know the. How merciful Allah is So you run towards his mercy And you ask for forgiveness And I feel like sometimes We've been programmed to only ask for forgiveness Once we've done something major And if you haven't You forget about all the minor sins Mm. Every night you're meant to ask for forgiveness right? But we don't And I I remember speaking to Jibril about how You know we uh, When we're going through a calamity Or we're going through a a struggle Mm -hmm. We Constantly Ask Allah For his help mm. Right But when it comes to When you're going, When you have blessings You don't Or you don't As regularly Go to Allah And, and just have that Conversation with him Do you know what I mean mm. And it's like It's so crazy Because when things Are going so smooth And you know When you're living in blessings That is more dangerous Than when you're Being tested yep. Do you know what I mean This is uh, test also, um, but most of the time, it's it's water. We don't we don't really want to be swimming in because we don't really um, we're not grateful. You know what I mean? We, we don't we don't say Alhamdulillah. Like the only time we say Alhamdulillah or the only time we play Salat Shukr a lot of the time. I'm speaking for, for, about myself is. When there's a major achievement, yeah, accomplishments. Yeah. I remember Jabril saying, "How many times have we sat down and just probably wrote down the blessings we have, mm-hmm. right? And we can fill books and books and books on how blessed we are, like just starting from health yep. and and kinship and community and the, everything Allah has given you. That's when you realize, Alhamdulillah, I'm so blessed. Do you know what I mean? So you, you should constantly be." Actually very 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 grateful mm. um, Rather than just I don't know It's just You know when you introspectively look And you look at how much effort you put into Things Or how much effort you put into Ibadah yeah. When you're going through that struggle Do you know what I actually want to touch on What you mentioned about Listing your blessings And being grateful Because What Salman mentioned earlier when, when it comes to comparison You're comparing yourself to others When you see someone That has something that you don't you automatically feel that innate um, instinct, I would almost call it, jealousy. 
that is, for, by the way, is 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 human nature. Mm. It's something that is, is still instilled in us that we can just feel whenever we get it. But it's we should basically be able to recognize it and and then deal with it accordingly. This is something that I'm feeling. Okay, so when you're feeling this, understand that this person has something good that you don't. Number one, like what I said, if you list um, when you when you mentioned the uh, listing the the blessings you have, when you list all everything that you already have, you're gonna think, right, you know what? That I should be content. I should be okay. Like there's there's, there's no logic to this for me to to be wanting what that person has. And another thing is obviously, qadr, um, you don't you won't necessarily have everything the other person has. It's not meant, meant for you. It's not meant for you. That's not the path that you've been given. I think Fatah mentioned this earlier, when you're going to a different city, one person will take the train, one person takes the motorway, one guy takes the bus, like different people might reach the same destination. So it's there are so many different ways you can attune your mind um, to, that com- to that problem of comparing yourself to others. But I think when you, because even myself, when I look at, other people have some that, and they have something that I currently don't have, and that feeling comes comes by. It's transient. It might come by, and then shaitan will add a bit of salt and pepper. You know, will add a bit of extra. And if I let it manifest and I let it snowball, then I will harbor ill feelings, and I know this will then manifest in my behavior towards that person or those people. Then I'm like, bro, like, look, I can't do that. That don't make no sense. Then I have to basically dial that down. Understand that this is just transient feeling. Say regime and just and focus on what I have and what I do and, and just be content with what I already have. Do you know what I mean? And that's just but also like in yeah. terms of uh, we were talking about this, but preventative uh, measures are better than cure. Yes. Yeah. Right. So you should always know your eight your purpose, mm-hmm. but also the journey you're on. Why are you? So like for example, when you compare yourself to other people and you're yearning for some something someone else has. You have to also look at yourself and be like, okay, so why don't I have what they have? Where am I in my journey, right? And I remember a lot of the times where, when I was at university, I used to be like, oh, I want to travel, I want to, you know, I want to be earning money and and be comfortable and free, not to be shackled to the, this academic system and all of that stuff. Alhamdulillah, now I'm living that du'a or dream or whatever, but you forget about it. You know what I mean? You completely forget about it, but. At that time, the easiest way to, to snap out of it was I didn't really feel anything towards them people because I would just snap into so, so like, why am I not doing what they're doing? Or because I'm in university, I've got two years left. After that, I'm done and I can do whatever I want. And it was like, oh, okay. Because you need to know why you are where you are. You know what I mean? And your journey. Everyone has a different journey and you know everyone has different goals. You know what I mean? And we all take different pathways to to get to whatever goals we have um so once you know why you're doing what you're doing they need to, there needs to be purpose and that's why purpose is so important i know someone spoke about it in episode one but wallahi you have to genuinely internalize that because the minute you start internalizing that you know you start figuring out a lot of stuff and i feel like when you're in your early 20s late teens early 20s that's the time when it's the hardest to you know uh kind of just be introspective to to internalize that because all you're doing is comparing yourself to everyone else and comparison is the thief of joy do you know what I mean so oh, it's, you have to you, you have to kind of just snap out of that 
And I think social media doesn't help, does it? It doesn't help at all. Bro. And, and you know, just uh, you guys have just been dropping gems genuinely, just just, just across the board. Allah Um Trying to be like you, listen, bro. Uh, I'm learning from you, man, bro. I swear <laughs> to God, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sleep tonight, fam. I'm going to be tossing that. Rather, by the my guy said, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, on, 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 on the question of, on the point of Jibril that you, you, you made so beautifully about uh, being grateful. Um, one of the, uh, I think one of the things I, I, I was taught from a young age, and this again goes to the prophetic, uh, prophetic tradition, uh, is when it comes to matters of the dunya, to always look at the people underneath you, yes. the people who are blessing you. And when it comes to the matters of deen, always look at those above you. Yes. Uh, and that puts you in a position where you're always grateful for what you have in terms of your material needs. And it all it makes sure that you're never satisfied with where you are in your in your in your in your uh, spiritual journey mm. because you're always comparing to those who are better than you. So you've mm. always got something that you can strive towards, and that's always been a kind of a very beautiful way to succinctly uh, give you uh, you know good direction on, on on how to view these things. And Fadah, you know what you said about preventative mm. measures, and 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 Jibri, what you said about. Um, uh, f- you know, catching thoughts before they spiral. Uh, remember, b- b- we did a really beautiful uh, episode with uh, Sheikh Yasser Fazaga. Yes. Yeah. Uh, a while while ago. Uh, those of you who haven't seen it, it's, it's in the draft. It's in it's, it's in our video somewhere. somewhere it's yeah, it's yeah. it's it, it's an incredible incredible. Yeah, it's an incredible episode. I think it's one of the most uh, formative things that we've ever done on 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 our channel so much so that yo i'm not gonna lie to you i forgot that we were hosting it bro i'm just gonna say like it's a lecture you know (laughs) to the point where the sheikh you know he's trying to prompt us to ask him questions or engage he was trying to engage us in questions but we were just so uh you know captured and enamored with what he was saying that we weren't able to just staring at it um uh, one of the things that the sheikh so it was a it, it was a talk around mental health uh, and a lot of kind of contemporary challenges that people, uh, young Muslims, uh, men and women, boys and girls face, living especially in these environments and in these uh, these systems in, here in the West. So one thing that he said that really captured me and, and, and it's something that I implement to this day that really helps me. He talked about how a lot of times, not all the time, of course, but a lot of times, uh, things like depressive states or anxious states or you know, depressive thoughts or anxious thoughts or thoughts that are very negative and you know that put you into a very negative uh, state of mind they don't just kind of come out of nowhere so what happens is they creep up on you mm-hmm. right and the way that that happens is that you you have thoughts or you have like uh, whisperings in the back yeah, of your mind yeah, yeah. right um, and slowly and surely they just increase uh, the the, volume. the 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 volume yeah. until it becomes deafening and it, it drowns everything else out. Yeah. And he said one of the best ways to deal with that is to, uh, to to he gave an analogy. He said envision think of these thoughts as a snowball thrown at the top of a mountain. Mm. Uh, in its initial state as a snowball, it's nothing. It's it's, it's weak. It's small. Mm. It has no impact. But once you throw it down the mountain. If it's not checked, it will keep growing and getting bigger, and its momentum will eventually, you know, lead it to becoming an avalanche or something yeah, yeah. very, very destructive. So he said, one of the best ways to manage 
uh, and and kind of you know again preventative uh, uh, preventative uh, measures measures in order mm. to deal with these things is to check it right at the beginning. Yeah. So as soon as it manifests, check it. And the one of the ways to check it, Fatah, as you said, is to have these check-ins with yourself, to have these in you know internal monologues. Mm. You're constantly talking to yourself. Whenever you're feeling something, you're bringing it up immediately. You're not letting it fester in the back of your mind. You're bringing it up immediately, and you're you're you're, you're confronting it face to face. One of the greatest analogies I've had for this is that um, you're shining a bright light on it, so it's got nowhere to to to, to hide. You can identify it easily. You know, easily. Yeah. You know, whereas it likes to lurk in the back of your. Yeah. When you when you shine the harsh light of the truth on truth it. On it. It's gone. Hundred percent. You see, for what it is, a small, yeah. tiny thing. Facts, facts, facts. And the thing is, you might not get rid of it completely, but you see, for what it is, it's yeah. a small thing. It's not. It's not as big as you thought it was, and and it won't dominate your thoughts and 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 your way of thinking as much. And I, I'm. I'm. This is not theoretical. This is. This is something that I do. This is something that's in, helped me incredibly. Having this uh, strategy and dealing with it in this way has been has been transformative mm, for me personally. Yeah, so absolutely. I think it's a really, really good way of, of checking yourself and really having these kind of mental check-ins and making sure that you're in the right way and the right frame of thinking and you're not spiraling on. You know, you know what Salman? Like, I'm really glad you highlighted that because it requires effort. And a lot of people, I th- I'm really glad you highlighted it because a lot of people, and in myself included in the beginning, it was like, it just, it, in, initially, it takes a lot of effort, but... When you've when you've risen to that and you decided to actually, um, uh, you know what I mean, shine that bright light on it, then you start dealing with it accordingly. Then you start, uh, um, you know, um, then you start realizing that this wasn't as busy, big as it was initially. Then you start moving forward because if you don't do that, you let it manifest, you let it build up, and uh, yeah, it becomes a problem. Alhamdulillah, yeah. it's, it's a very good tool. It's a very good tool, but. It's not general knowledge. Mm. That's the thing. It's it, not general knowledge. It, it, it's not, bro. And the thing is, listen, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like it's easy. It's not. Mm. Well, like, it's a difficult process. Because there's, see, there's, there's two ways of looking at it. So that, that process works for dealing with things before they become big. Yeah. And it works for dealing with um, deep traumas or things that are deep inside, like you said, and that you haven't really dealt with. Yeah. For whatever reason. Whether, because, I, listen, in that moment, it's easy not to deal with it, yeah. especially as men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's easy to compartmentalize and just push forward and be like, "I don't have the bandwidth to deal with this. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna put it to the side, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna deal with it later." But you're lying to yourself because you know you're not gonna deal with it. So you just leave it in the back, and it just becomes undealt with and just in the back, and and it has the effect of polluting your thoughts mm-hmm. or polluting aspects of who you yeah. are without you really without realizing, you realizing it. Yeah, and that's the worst thing. How many how many compartments do you have? How many, how many, you know I mean, how bro. many drawers do you have? You want to fill up with stuff, and you close that. And you just you can't close it. You can't close 100%. that one. And sooner or later, you run out of uh, uh, gigabytes. How Sorry. many? How, how much memory? Well, I'm not gonna let you. That's just not unlimited, my guy. No. It's not unlimited. <laughs> you know what I've, I've, I've realized, yeah. And and the older you get, the more you actually internalize and deeper. And I think it's something you both touch upon. It's we don't really appreciate, or we don't truly understand God's timing and how important things are that the fact that everything happens when it's meant to happen I feel like for a lot of us most of us it's a figure of speech yeah you know yeah you know what inshallah khair this and that but you don't really 
I don't I, I can't say you don't believe it, but you don't internalize it or you don't appreciate what you're saying, right? Mm -hmm. um, because I feel like today's society we live in a society where you know it's all about productivity, it's all about being a go-getter. And I feel like, uh, you know, all of the time we mention certain hadiths, which is like, tie your camel. You know what I mean? Make dua, but tie your camel. But we overemphasize on tying your camel. And we don't really talk much about God's timing and how important it is that everything is in Allah's hands. And it's also part of the prophetic ways to understand that you know, it doesn't matter if you're a go-getter, if you're productive or, you, you know, you're a hard worker. If it's not written for you, you will never get it, right? And, you know, a lot of the time, if we try to get that job, get married, you know, uh, travel the world or have certain successes, if it does not happen for us, you start questioning yourself. You start questioning why it didn't happen. Or oh, if I'd have done that, if I'd have revised five more days... I would have smashed that exam Or if I'd have done this I would have passed the, the driving lesson Or I wouldn't have got married If I didn't say X, Y, Z Right? But it's not in your hands mm. That is The beginning of Letting shaitan into your head And him planting Things into your head Because there, there's I think there's a hadith And I don't want to misquote it But The, the prophetic ways is to Say Qadr Allah Right? Uh, Allah decrees and he does it as he wills And the minute you, you don't think like that That's when shaitan just takes advantage So we, I feel like we, we need to kind of make it very clear that You know, it's not even in your hands mm. You know, you can try to get that, that job for the next 45 years And you will never get it You might want to have kids but it's not written for you. You might want to get married, but maybe that's not part of your journey. Do you know what I mean? And of course, dua definitely can change what's written for you. However, I feel like we need to emphasize how important it is that this is not in your hands. And that's what brings contentment to you, is when you genuinely believe that this is not in your hands and you live for the one purpose, your pu the purpose in, in this world is to worship Allah. Mm. Now, you should spend your time doing that, whether it's through ibadahs of your daily activities mm, at yeah. work or doing the compulsory things, you know, like praying and fasting and, and doing hajj. But yeah, like, it's just something I've been thinking about lately. Um, and yeah, it's just we're, we're just on that hyper productivity era and everyone just talks about it. Mm. And I feel like it's very draining. 100% man. I think it's, do you think, don't you think it started in the pandemic? I think so, yeah. Like, <laughs> I think weird. everybody was just yeah, at home doing nothing and people were like, um, um, whilst you were at home doing niche, I was doing that <laughs> 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 I was out here putting in work. Um, nah, nah, I think, yeah, no, the productivity train is mad. Even my YouTube feed is, is productivity, man. It's actually crazy. Yeah, I used to be like, I used to make videos on productivity. Yeah, yeah. And you realize that, you know what? It's not about, it's not about productivity. You know what I mean? It's not about productivity. It's knowing that, yeah, you should take out more and, and work hard and do, like, it's, it's part of Islam to do everything to the best of your ability. That's but the thing. <laughs> exactly. Leave it Allah. It's having that balance though. Mm. I think I think that the, having the understanding that you need to put in the work mm. by leaving it in God's hands, that is it's, it's very hard because I think it's like I don't know, um very bad analogy. 
but rubbing your tummy and hit and, and yeah. I can't do it I can't do it it's like you gotta run. yeah anyway bad analogy but you know what I'm talking about mm. having that balance between having, it's in God's hands and you putting put in the work as well but I think it all ties down to expectation because mm. if you expect if you put in the work but you don't have no expectations unless it's decreed from God you'll be okay do you get it you, you'll be, you understand that alright it hasn't happened because God decreed it it is what it is, what it is. Mm. but if you said yo I studied hard for this exam or I spoke to this person for months and months and then I thought I knew this person and I didn't get married to them. Why did that happen? Like, is there something wrong with me or why did I not put in enough work? You're just gonna, you, you're pointing the gun at yourself and you're shooting yourself in, 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 you know what I mean? And it's not, not the best way to go about it. And it could be something as minor as I've worked harder than Jibril. Mm. Jibril put in less effort than me. How can he do, like get that success? Mm. But I didn't. How many times? <laughs> how many times you you studied all night? You teach one guy for five minutes, and he might get a higher mark than you. Like big man, yeah. <laughs> you know how much I do. <laughs> do you mean? And it could be something as minor as that. Yeah, exactly. But it's just that it's it's human nature to do so. I'm not I'm, I'm not trying to say it's not human nature, but we we need to have that uh, internal conversation with ourselves to be like, listen, that's what, that that's exactly what was written for him at that time. Do you mean? So it, it's crazy, and and I think. In your late teens, early twenties, you know you get sucked into it. Mm. You know, you know. I want to share a, a story and a story, mm. guys. So, um, like, um, this was years ago. I used to work at Starbucks, by the way. Mm. Uh, this is going back. I don't know, maybe ten. Years. I was like twenty-one. Uh, we used to work there for a few months, right? This is in between uni and whatnot. And um, you mean dead coffees, bro? Dead coffees. Dead coffees, bro. Just to put it out there. Uh, listen, I'm not gonna lie to you. I got it for free, and I'm still complaining. <laughs> this guy, this guy, I, I remember his caramel macchiato, strawberry cream for this guy. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I used to work, and um, the people I used to work with, um, they weren't Muslims, right? And um, it was the winter period, so I used to, you know how the prayers are all close together. So yeah, Dhuhr, Asr, Maghrib, all close together, and it was a very busy place. And um, for some reason. Nobody cares if you have five breaks. But a lot of eyes were on me when I said I need to go um, pray my prayers. So I say I need to go at 1 o'clock, um, 2.30, and like 4 o'clock, whatever the times were, and stuff like that. And um, I was dealing with a um, demographic that weren't exactly, uh, you know, um, informative of, 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 of prayers and mm. salah and all these types of things. And very, very, some of them were very curious about you know wow you're praying three times in one shift like oh my god like what <laughs> wow and what do you do i said where's the prayer room over there i just pray and i come back it takes me about five ten minutes depending on you know what i need to do and um and then there was one woman right there's one woman i don't think i've shared the story with you. i don't maybe i did there was one woman right and she came to me she's like why do you pray to god so often and then uh, I was 20, 21 in it. So I just thought it's part of our pillars of Islam, innit? Like, don't you get it? You, know, you pray. <laughs> like, we pray, Muslims pray five times a day. That's how you do. She goes, no. Why do you pray so much? Why? Why do you pray so much? And I was like, listen, lady. <laughs> <laughs> you know That's going to be a dumb question. Obviously, like, I already told you why I need to pray because God told me to. You get me? Stop asking 21 questions, innit? And she was like, and she, she, she wouldn't let me go. She wouldn't let me go, man. She was like, no, you pray to God. She was like, it's useless. I'm like, okay, you don't believe in God. That is your opinion. That is, you know what I mean? It's just whatever. Leave me alone. I got to make some coffee. You get me? And then she left me alone. A couple of days later, she sees me praying. And now she's like, oh, are you going to go pray again? Yeah, I'm going to go pray again. Cool. Oh, pray for me too. I'm like, 
We'll see. We'll <laughs> 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 come back, yeah? And then one day she came to me and she said to me, um, I don't believe in God. I was like, fair enough. That's you. Surprise. Uh, <laughs> and I said, she said to me, I stopped believing in God when my son died. Mm. I was like, okay. Wow, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry to hear that. It's like he, he was 16 and he had a brain bleed. And, and, and God hasn't answered my question till now why he died. You know? And obviously this is a heavy topic, obviously. So I had to... I, I was very empathetic. I was like, I'm really sorry to hear about that, you know? Um, and then she, she just started questioning me. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm, I'm 21. I'm quite young. She's like probably double my age, like in her 40s, right? And she's kind of getting on to me. Like, why did my son die? Why did my son die? Why? And under pressure, I just said, listen, this was written for him, Okay? And this is a, and the, the pain that you're feeling is a test that you have to endure, all right. And um, even though that happened to that, this lady, um, it's like I could and I could see the confusion in her face. Like she 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 has no she has no she has no trajectory. She doesn't know why what's going on. Mm. And and then she said, "What do you mean it's a test? What do you mean it's written? What do you mean?" I said, "Okay, this is someone who doesn't know anything about Islam, but I'm trying to explain these things." I said, "In our in our religion." All, all this, this test, this, this world, uh, this dunya, this world is a test, and um, and 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 calamities can happen, and you know what I mean. There for us um, um, to understand that there's a God, and we have to endure these tests because there's a different life. Um, and then, and then she 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 was she became emotional, was a bit confused, kind of, you know what I mean. It was a bit emotional for her and stuff. And then the colleagues came around X Y Z. But it made me understand that I'm very grateful to be Muslim. Yeah. To have purpose. Yeah, to have purpose, to understand these things. Of course, if, mm. if for example, if I had a son and this happened to my son or whatever, uh, I would be devastated, of course. Mm. But there would be an inner peace. Through the pain, I, I, I like, I like, subhanAllah, I haven't lost anyone. Any, I mean, but, mm. and, 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 and I know this, I'm just saying this because it's, it's, and it's a heavy topic for a lot of people because some people have lost their family members in whatever the case. But as Muslims, regardless, there's, in, there's, 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 there's a purpose, there's qadr, and there's a test, and we know what, there's, a, there's a higher purpose for us. And um, I felt really blessed at that point because I could see in her eyes the confusion. I could see in her eyes the despair. Mm, mm. And then I mean, I just prayed for her, made dua for her, like you know, to guide her and stuff. And but um, it's it's um, yeah. I just wanted to because I remembered it. That's what that's one thing I remember. Yeah, no, it's it's wallahi, it's it's part of our blessings. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When when you look at the amount of blessings you have, it's just alhamdulillah. You mean alhamdulillah? Um, I've got a question. So like you know, when it comes to for example, qadr. I feel like in your 20s, you know, there's a lot of time where you think, you know what, let me, I need to achieve my goals, 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 right? At what point did you ask for something which didn't happen uh, straight away, but years later, maybe the, you know, trajectory changed. So, for example, that, that, do, that dua didn't get accepted. And then later, years on, you think, okay. And you had that moment where it was like, aha. So, I remember coming out of uni. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Alhamdulillah, I think almost straight out of uni, I, I got into my dream job. Yeah. Um, my dream career. Exactly what I wanted to do. Um, a year into my dream career. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't even finish a year. 
a year into my dream career, our uh, CEO gets indicted in Dubai for embezzling funds. And it's a whole group of companies. The group of companies Collapse. almost overnight collapsed as a consequence, having to pay back you know, uh, investor funds and all the rest of it. So I'm in my mid-20s. I've just... Um, and this is a company, by the way, I, I interned with when I was at university. So, you know, building up to you, I just couldn't wait for you mm, to finish because yeah. I had a job offer uh, and I was just so excited to get started and it was everything I wanted and, and you know, I loved the work. It was, you know, it was everything I wanted. Um, and not even a year into it, my whole world just collapsed, right? Because now I'm out of a job. Um, and I remember I stayed on for like three months unpaid, just kind of helping to uh, un, you know, wind everything down and making sure you know, everything was, there's a lot of things that needed to happen and I didn't want to leave my, uh, the CFO at the time because he was the only one left to deal with the sinking ship. So I didn't want to leave him alone to deal with everything. So I stayed behind to, to help and it was unpaid for maybe three months. So I'm now in a position where I'm, I haven't got a job and, you know, this process went on for a while. So I think maybe another year it took for me to find employment. So that year, I think, was one of the most difficult periods of my life because um, I went from being in a very secure position to being immediately in, you know, incredibly insecure position. And when the rug is kind of pulled under your feet like that mm. and in such an abrupt way, mm. uh, which way, you know, subhanAllah, we say uh, one of the eyes we make is, uh, may Allah protect us from an abrupt death or an accident, because these things, mm. when they happen out of the blue, they, it's very, very difficult for people to process. Mm. So, you know, it was very, very difficult for me to process. And I remember, um, I used to go to this coffee shop nearly every single day uh, to work from, work from, yeah, I mean, to, to find jobs from. Um, and I barely, I, I barely had money for that one coffee that I would mm. buy, and I would stay there all day. But for me, for me, mentally it helped because being stuck at home every day looking for jobs was just putting a massive burden on me mentally. So I needed to get out of my space. Mm. Now, this coffee shop was in the business district of our city, uh, Birmingham. So this is where all the, all, all the you know, um, you know, the banks and the, and the accounting firms and the consultancies were all based. I remember I'd walk by this one building every day and I'd, it was like one of the epicenters of, of, of the business district. And I'd see all these people, important people going in with their suits and stuff. And it's on my way from to get to the coffee shop. And I would always stop outside for a few seconds, looking in, thinking, oh, I wonder if I'll ever be able to work in a place like that again, you know? And I just, I, I, I just, I'd make the hide the moment, think, yeah, Allah, please, like, this is the lowest I've ever been. I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I've been in this thing for so long. I don't remember anything outside of it. Uh, I'd walk past it nearly every single day. Uh, uh, every single day, bro. And it, I didn't end up finding a job, but I did end up doing my master's as a consequence. Uh, and two years later, subhanAllah, I'm working in that same building. Now. Aye, mm -hmm. The exact what? same building. The exact Imagine. same building. I'm walking in every single day. And every single day, I just remember that version of me like two, three years ago. Uh, 
that version of me and I remember thinking to myself if only he knew yeah. where he was going to end up okay, okay. Yeah. you okay. know so subhanallah Allah's timing is like that sometimes it's not it's not the same thing but it's a better thing sometimes it happens immediately sometimes it happens uh, it happens a while later but wallahi whatever is written for you will never ever miss you and that's that's something that I've, I've, I've really begun to have yaqeen in that yo Whatever you is, is written for you, it will never, never, never miss you. You know what's mad? Mm-hmm. You know the first question we asked you? Yeah. And how you feel after being 32? Yeah. And you mentioned that concept. This is the story behind it. Uh, this, is, this, is, this is the story. <laughs> this, is, this is the story oh, yeah, behind this it. This is the key story Sorry. behind yeah. it. <laughs> what about you, uh, Jibro? What? <laughs> we're, not, we're not tonight. <laughs> we're going deep. That's no, it. It's a deep cut, bro. Yeah. I swear to God, man. Honestly. honestly. Uh, um, it's important, man. It's good. It's good. It's good. Nah, you know what it is, yeah. Mine's a bit different. Um, so, yeah, obviously, it's going to sound cringe, isn't it? But I've always wanted to be a doctor, okay? I've always, since I was young, since I, I it's just something that I was passionate about um, from early. Don't worry, it's not a personal statement, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is something that was happening. <laughs> this is this just, you know what I mean? The generic answers. Um, the thing is, so in 2010, in 2010, I went to Umrah for the first time in Saudi Arabia. I went to visit Mecca, Medina, all that good stuff. Um, it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. And I had a really cool ma'alim with me, a really cool teacher with me. And um, he basically, um, he said, you know what? So he went through with us all the, the rituals and, you know, went to make dua, went to, you know, um, do whatever we need to do. And after he said the, the normal dua, um, this is 2010. I was 18 at the time. He said... This is the point where you... Listen, I see the Kaaba, right? It's big in front of me. It, it, it catches your heart. You're like, wow, this is mm. something so huge. And you can feel... You feel tranquil. And you feel ascendant almost as... Like, you feel something you never feel any other part of the world, right? So he's like, make... I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala right now for what you want. And chances are you're going to get it. And you get it you're going to get it. So I ask for three things. <laughs> like, I'm 18 years old, by the way, yeah? I'm 18 years old, by the way. So, the first thing I asked for was for my mother to enter Jannah, right? Alhamdulillah, you know what I mean? May Allah make all our mothers enter Jannah. Yeah. I mean, right? So that's something I really wanted, right? Um, the second thing was, um, I wanted Arsenal to win a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm serious, bro. This is all I want to do. So, <laughs> in Haram, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 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 guys, listen, before, before, before you go, I, attack me, yeah? We had a nine-year trophy drought, okay? <laughs> okay. Ooh, United, man, United were killing us, all right? You know what I mean? When Percy left all that, it was oh peak. It was peak. Anyway, and we won a trophy a couple years after. Uh, Come on, all right, cool. And the third is, Ya Rab, to let me enter medical school, basically. And that was 2010. And that was, uh, yeah... And it's something that I just uh, wanted to do. But then when I came back from Umrah, um, I had a job. Uh, I had a, went to apply for university and I applied for something else. In, and it, it wasn't medical school, medics, medicine at the time. And I thought, you know what, it's not meant to happen. And I left it where it, I left it, where it was. And um, a couple of years later, in 2014, I ended, up, I ended up studying medicine in a country I've never heard before, in a place that I've heard about maybe a week before going and alhamdulillah, six years later, I'm a doctor. So it's it, that, that pathway, that trajectory, I could have never, ever fathomed it 
any other way. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, man, that 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 basically that that sticks with me um, uh, till today. Actually, whenever I whenever I whenever I was studying there, I think, yo, this is the you asked for. Did you ask where you wanted to study <laughs> here? No. Did you ask when you wanted to study here? No. But did it happen? Yeah. So it's like it, that one. It, it hit me big time. Nice. What about you, big man? No, uh, very similar. I think it's when you're younger and you don't know exactly where you're going to end up. So you have a lot of dreams, a lot of ambitions, and you don't know if those ambitions will actually materialize. Right. So I remember I was probably six, 15, 16, I'm working on my personal statement and I'm doing 100 hours at Heartlands Hospital. Right. And just volunteering. And I'm, every morning I wake up, I go to, uh, I jump on a bus and I go to Heartlands Hospital as if this is the life I'm going to live, right? Mm. So I'm thinking, okay, is this ever going to happen? So it's just that you're yearning for it, but you don't know. This is one of the criteria is just to show that, okay, you know what? I'm actually passionate about this, blah, blah. So Was I'm this a uh, work experience? Work experience. Oh, okay. Uh, I still got the ID card, you know, mm. where it says volunteer, okay. Heartless Hospital, blah, blah. At that time, it was called uh, uh, Heart of England. Okay. Mm. Um, so at that time, uh, sometimes even now when I'm going to work, I have flashbacks mm. of that, them days, right? And it's just nostalgia. It's crazy. But the journey, like you said, Jabril, the journey we had to take to get to where we are today, you know, I could have never imagined it. Do you know what I mean? I could have never imagined it and I'm so grateful for that journey. But I think that was, a, you know, a bit of, like a, a long time ago. I think more recently, when we actually finished uh, our studies and we came back um, and we had to apply for jobs, um, I had applied for maybe, so I took a, a period of time out just to you know, chill, relax, chill, relax, <coughs> um, and and just uh, I thought you know what I want to spend a Ramadan where there's no commitment. Like mm. I'm not working, I'm not a student, mm. right? Um, so after Ramadan, I thought you know what actually, you're an actual low life now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So you have to tr try to find a job. Um, so what I started doing was applying for a job every day. And sometimes I would apply for two, three jobs a day. But I remember I applied for 23 jobs, right? <laughs> I applied for 23 jobs, um, and I got rejected by 20, right? And I got three interviews. But it was, it was just crazy, because the first job I got, it was like, I was so desperate just to start working that the first one I got was Barnsley and I didn't care I don't know where Barnsley is don't really care I just wanted to start working I remember preparing for that interview sat at the interview and a couple of days later they told me I didn't get the job I was so disappointed because it's like my expectation was so high and I feel like w once your expectation is so high, it's that's it. You know what I mean? It's very easy for you to do, to get disappointed. And my mom and my dad were both like, oh, you know, Allah, it's not meant for you. Mm -hmm. So amongst the twenty three jobs that I applied for, one of them was Birmingham, mm -hmm. right? And wallahi, 
I waited till the last day of the application because I thought there's no point in me applying to it because I'm not going to get it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So my mom's like, what's wrong with you? Just apply for it. It doesn't matter. Like, just, you know, every job you see, you should apply for. Mm-hmm. So far, whatever. So I just applied for it. Wallahi, it was a half-hearted application. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, like, literally, whatever I've done for the other ones, mm-hmm. the template, copied it, pasted it, slapped it on, <laughs> and just sent it off. Yeah. Just, uh, just is, a, is a tick box exercise. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe the other the other two interviews that I had, the second one, um, they also said, "Sorry, you know what? Like, we love your story, we love your experience, all of that stuff, but you don't have what we're looking for at the moment. You know, we not we want someone who's got more experience here in the UK." So that like, fair enough. And then I got a job in Brighton. Okay, so I'm. I'm what I would do is on a Monday morning, I would, I would commute from here, stay there for the five days, uh, and then come back on a Friday, drive back, mm-hmm. and spend the weekend in, in Birmingham. And it was a very lonely place, right? But I loved it because I was living my dream. And I didn't care the fact that it was literally the southernmost point of, <laughs> of the United <laughs> Kingdom. Like, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yeah. You were working. That's I was working. You were there. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And my, par- my parents were very proud of me. It's like, mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah, you got a job, this mm-hmm. and that. And then half two weeks into my uh, job, uh, I get an email mm. like on my break, and I look at it and I think, "What the hell is this?" I click on it and it says, "You've got an interview. Um, please log on so you can choose the dates." But I, d- I couldn't tell which hospital it was. It mm. says this NHS Trust Valta. I click on it and it says, "University Hospital Birmingham." I thought, "What?" I thought, "No way! Oh my god!" So I, I, I pick a slot. A couple of days later, it was an uh, online interview. So I tell my consultant, listen, I've got um, this appointment, this interview thing I need to do. Uh, can I can you spare me? Uh, can I have two hours just to do that? I said, yeah, don't worry about it. But he doesn't know what interview it is. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I just sat that interview. Um, they they we had a, such a great you know discussion and and you know they were like, oh you know what we we love what you're doing this and that. But, and, and they loved my journey and everything mm. about it. But they said, 150 people have applied for this post. And I thought, oh, yeah, okay. Bloody mm-hmm. So maybe, so that was a Tuesday, I remember, right? Mm. Tuesday in July. On a, on a Friday, no reply. So I thought, oh, okay, got mm. rejected again. Mm. It is what it is. Mm. Wasn't, ne- never expected to work in Birmingham anyways. Mm. So I just called her and I said, I didn't get a response. Like, at least let me know that mm. I didn't make it. So she said, what's your name? And I told her my name. She looked at the system. She said, oh, congratulations. You've got the job. Wait. And I thought, what? <laughs> well, why? I thought, no way. There's, 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 you know, there's, there's, certain, there's certain things that happen to you mm. that you didn't ask from Allah. Mm-hmm. All I wanted was a job. Yeah. But Allah knew how much I was yearning to come back to Birmingham after being gone for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And the journey you've taken. And that's that's what made me internalize whatever is meant for you will never miss you. You know what I mean? Allah wa ma fa'ala. And Allah will give you the things that has been written for you even if you didn't make the dua for it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And that was the moment when I thought, wow. Like, I'm working in my own city. Mm-hmm. The hospitals that I used to go to when I was younger... Mm-hmm. You know, like a whole dream that I never ever kind of even asked for. So, 
it's just to just to just to put it out there that if things are meant for you, mm. it will never miss you. Absolutely, well, I, you know what, um, <laughs> Matt, <laughs> Matt, you know what, guys. On that note, um, thanks for tuning in. It's another installment of Scope. Um, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcast, your dad's radio. Make sure you guys <laughs> subscribe, like, and press that bell button. Ba-ding. See you on the next one. <laughs>